This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 84, with your host Andy Kirby. I, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. Like, that's crazy, man. And Jared. Let me ask you this. Let me try and find a hole that I can go after. Well, Jared, how are you doing, sir? I, sir, am doing great. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well as well, sir. Dude, you've been so busy. It's like the life and time of Andy Kirby the past month. Yes. Yes, it has. I've been extremely busy. How about yourself? Well, yeah, but not like, you know, I don't I don't go on missions trips to Alaska and adopt children and i just don't do that stuff <laughs> well okay so and go back to school that's true yeah yeah and have all, you been to the er lately no i haven't thank goodness yeah, good. thank goodness so yes we have been busy we've uh um well several big things we fixed our mower that was a that's a huge thing we've been waiting two and a half months for this guy to fix the mower finally he comes in <laughs> he he fixes it. He puts one new spindle on the deck so that the blades can rotate now. And then I jump on, and it's still smoking and chewing up the belt because he needed to replace two, if not three, of the spindles, and he didn't do it. So in, instead of uh, waiting for him uh, to do that again, I bought them and did them myself in a week. Is there no one else in the state of Louisiana that could have helped you with that? You had to wait two two and a half months. I probably could have done it myself. It was just like uh-huh. it was at that point. I had asked him. He came out pretty much right away to look at it and was like, "Oh yeah, I'll order the parts." And then like, I gotcha. So I was kind of committed, and the guy, one of the business partners, is like uh, a dad of a childhood friend type of thing, and. So I won't be calling them again. <laughs> that's that's the gist of it. But that's, I felt like a man. I fixed it myself. That's right. So then what happens? Jump on the mower. Shot, shoots a rock through the window and breaks an entire door glass pane. At your house? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, dude. So... It's a double pane door, so we're just gonna let it go for a while. Oh, okay. So it's not like the, you know, wild beasts are walking in and out of your house. No, but it does look like a gunshot went through it. It's that tempered glass with, that cars have, and so it's like, it's cracked all the way up into probably a million pieces. Oh gosh, it's always something. There's always something. Oh, so, yeah. so we got that, and uh, yes, I I started. Uh, on uh, the prerequisite courses for my master's. I have to get those done by next Saturday. I got two prereqs that has to get done. Now, what's that mean? Um, it means that in college I should have taken some accounting classes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. So and they're you... self, self-paced classes. I just have to get them done before I start my master's classes. And you'll be getting your master's in... Uh, business administration with a concentration in operations management. Ooh, a yeah. fancy title. Fancy, fancy boy. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's, and then your undergrad is in political science. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
kind of useless. uh... Yeah, that's true. But you are very um, politically scientific. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's a Bachelor of Arts, too, so there's some art in there. You know, art, science, politics. But no accounting, obviously. No, none. None whatsoever. Uh, They were like, yeah, you're accepted if, if. I felt like it was like Cinderella's stepmom. Hmm. You're accepted if you finish these two prerequisites in two weeks. Usually each one people take a week at, like, five weeks. It takes five weeks to do it. That's (laughs) what they told me. Oh, no. Uh, which, it seems a bit slow, but I have been trying to plow through. Dude, I don't I don't understand some of this stuff. I thought <laughs> I was smart, but I, I'm not. I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, you're just going to have to show me. And then, like, when they test you, they test you on uh, the, all the exceptions. They're like, normally you would do this, but that answer's wrong this time because... The way we asked the question, we were asking about the exception. Like, ah, oh, great. What? You know. Nah, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so what's going on with you? Well, didn't you go to Alaska? Yes, I went to Alaska. We we, <laughs> we went on a missions trip. I'm just tired of talking about myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Then hush. Oh, okay, me. <laughs> I, I'm just not as exciting as you. I don't believe that at all. I saw, look, I saw on the Facebooks. What? I saw you holding some sort of little person. What were you doing on Facebook? You don't want to know, actually. Oh. Because I I was deleting my account. (gasps) Are you not on Facebook anymore? That is true. What? (laughs) What were you going to tell me? See, you didn't even notice. What the heck? You didn't even notice. What? Why? <laughs> there's no reason to. I don't. There's no reason for me to do that. You run a podcast Facebook page. You run a podcast Facebook page. I I I, I, I edit the episode. You on there now? You won't see it. <laughs> you make fun of me. Is that what you said? People do. Well, not you, but people. Well, yeah. Well, I wouldn't have seen it before. You have to text me anytime people make fun of me on Facebook. And I'd be like, okay, well, I'll try to check it out. I don't know. Maybe in 10 days. <laughs> whoa. So, whoa, you're you're going off the grid. Off the grid, man. It's, yeah, it's the, they have the, you know, the like the facial recognition stuff they're trying to do even without tagging, like the pre-tagging stuff. I'm not down with that. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. But you don't have pictures on Facebook. I got... But yeah, but other people had pictures of me. Yes, they do. See? So then they can do the facial recognition and then tie it back to my account. No. Nay, I say. Nay. Hmm. Hmm. But I guess just, I don't think they could because your account had no pictures of you but a picture of Peter Parker. It had one picture of me. But see, I, I posted those, I posted pictures of me a long time ago before I was all paranoid. But they don't all... delete that stuff. Come on. Oh, okay. I mean, come on. Now I got you. Yeah. Well, that's a. It's a very dark day. No, it is not. <laughs> you don't even. It does. It doesn't even matter. Come on. No, it is dark. I've got the curtains closed. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Down here, it's raining and thundering. So yeah, maybe it is. Well, it's Louisiana. Doesn't it just do that all the time. It does in the summer. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like uh it's like Seattle. Oh, that stinks. The <laughs> <laughs> Seattle they make fifteen dollars an hour at McDonald's. Do they? Do they do that in Louisiana? I don't know. I haven't worked at McDonald's in quite some time. But you did at one time. No, I didn't. Oh. I thought you did. No, Miss Jacqueline did though. Oh, I knew one of y'all was flipping burgers. Y'all. She was pregnant. She's like, I'm gonna get a job. I was like, Why? <laughs> She's like, I'm going to walk to work in the snow because you only got one car. I'm like, why? <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> okay, well, how was Alaska? <laughs> Alaska. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get back to my question. I saw you holding a little person on Facebook. Mm, I kidnapped a child. Okay, can you talk about this little person? or is yeah. that Okay. Yeah, my sister had a baby, Luke. And she had him the day after Ant-Man came out, so I was able to watch Ant-Man and then go out and help her take care of her other baby. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, the whole plan was for the month. She had been having contractions for a whole month. That sounds and, awful. Yeah, the whole the plan was as soon as she knew she was going to start having the new child. She's going to start having the new child? Having like in, Luke. in her life or giving birth? Giving birth. Okay. But she knew that she was going to go into labor with Luke. Right. But right. I was, you know, I had my bags packed and I was going to jump in the car and drive out uh, about six and a half hour drive. Let me just stop you right, real yes. quick. Okay. So, I, a great band name, Labor with Luke. Mmm. Okay. Write it down. Okay. That's good. Well, I don't have to write it. It's recorded now forever and ever it and ever. Is. For posterity. I'll play this episode for him for his 16th birthday. Ah, Luke, this is where we came up with your band name. <laughs> well, I don't know why we'll say it like Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> is, that, is that who I sounded like? It is. You Am, sound just like her. I'm that effeminate? I, no, she wasn't that feminine in her older age. <laughs> she stopped being a girl when she got old. No, but she had the creepy... <laughs> The wobbly voice that you do. What did, what, how do you know? Because I know who Catherine Hepburn is. Yeah, but you know her voice. You've categorized her voice in old age. People do impression. Like, you don't watch TV or movies or have Facebook, so you don't know what's going on in the world. That's true. That's why I do this podcast, so you can tell me what's going on in the world. All right. Well, Catherine Hepburn has passed on. Okay. About 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, it's a sad day. It is. <laughs> Wait, who was was Catherine older or Audrey? Uh, I think they're both old. No, aren't, <laughs> isn't one the daughter of the other? Uh, I think Audrey was the mom of. Ka- Why are we talking about this? <laughs> Look, my point was you were wearing a tank top in this picture. Oh yeah, that. What is that? What what is this? A tank top is like a shirt without sleeves. Why in the world would you wear a shirt without sleeves? Because it was hot, hot, <laughs> hot out there. <laughs> I've been it's seeing like, these in Alaska. There was a guy who had a tank top, and it was just—it was just. I'm not saying you're terrible, but it was awful. What's wrong with tank tops? It was pretty gross, man. I don't know. I don't want to see your underarms. I don't want to see your your, your jiggle arms. I know you're cut, but I mean, come on. Well, if I, I mean, if I had my arms up behind my head and I was trying to show you my pits and you were offended, I could understand, but I was holding a child. It's just a weird thing. Is it like the new style or something? 
It's kind of been tank tops have been in like the past five years. That's I haven't seen them. That's awful. You have girls. Girls wear tank tops. Girls wear tank tops. I'm talking about tank tops on guys. Yeah, guys wear tank tops. No, they wear wife beaters. Andy, they did. They wore those when I was in high school. That was cool. So you're telling me that tank tops are cool now? Tank tops are cool now. Wife beaters are very 2000. Whenever I graduated, one. Nine. 2009? Yeah. High school? Sure. No, you, oh, you are you trying to be anonymous? Anonymous? Yeah. yeah. Anonymous? Sure. Either way. Oh, it's kind of how you pronounce pterogenesis. Or Adeline, or Italon, <laughs> or pterogenesis. <laughs> Anonymous. Anonymity. <laughs> Sure. Is that what you're trying to do here? What are we doing? I'm, I don't know. I I was just talking about my nephew being born, and you wanted to be all like, I'm offended by armpits. <laughs> I'm offended by armpits. <laughs> Is that Catherine Hepburn again? <laughs> oh, why are you wearing a girl shirt, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Hepburn sounds like Stan Lee. <laughs> You're just jealous of the gun show. I, ah, oh, it's, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. It's like cute on girls, but on guys, it's like you're showing too much skin. So you, so how would you feel about me wearing my Speedo at the swimming pool? I wouldn't be there. I hate the swimming pool. You can do what you want, but I guess when I'm not there. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, Luke. Luke, how was your oh, time? How so was your time with Luke? That I was supposed to jump and be ready, and so we went Thursday night, watched Ant Man, and she called me and said, "I think I'm going to have him soon. Can you come in the morning?" So I have hopped in the car at 4 a.m. and drove to Missouri, and Luke was there a couple hours later. So it all worked out. Wow, he tr- teleported there, huh? So who? <laughs> so who? What he was about? he was there already. No, I said he was a, there a couple hours later. Yeah, but he was there already. He was just in a container. Oh my gosh! Right? He wasn't in a container. He was in a womb, which is a big container. Well, it's a big squishy container. Not, we don't refer to people as inanimate objects. <laughs> okay, but this isn't Planned Parenthood. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but. You're referring to him as not even being there. Okay, he exited. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm very interested to see where you're going with this. How graphic do you need me to go? <laughs> and then Mark is going to be like, Andy, that was inappropriate. He, he, he evacuated the other person's body. Got it. The other person? She has a name. <laughs> right, your sister. There it is. <laughs> So, I, don't, I don't know her name. I forget her name. That's Sarah. That, Sarah. I thought it was out there. And I tried to go to some cool comic book stores, and there were none. Did you? Did Jennifer, your your better half, go? <clears throat> she did not. Hmm. She I mean, she could have technically got off a week of work, mm-hmm. but that would kind of kill into other plans throughout the year that we've got. Oh. So I just went in for the week and stayed there and watched Ava, who's... My two and a half year old niece, so Sarah could rest and 
get to know Luke. That's pretty cool. It was fun. It was awesome. We played Disney princesses, and we went and got... I, I took her to McDonald's for the first time, and... Wow. Here's where you're going to work someday. Yes, with Jackie. Right. Flipping burgers and walking in the snow. That, that's the truth. That's That equals true. This is what you get to look forward to. <laughs> it's going to be a good life. Well, with the oil prices continuing to go down, I think that I'll be probably looking forward to that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. They're gonna. They're saying that we're going to go below uh, $2 again at the pump. Are you kidding? Because of Iran. Dun, dun, dun. What is Iran doing with our gas? No, they're giving us their gas. And we're like, oh, sure, that sounds great. Oh, so then we take it and then they bomb us. And well, we, we've got so much gas, we're highly flammable. Well, yes. Hey, let me ask you. Let me. While we're on the subject, okay, <laughs> I'm very interested to know who who you see as the front runner here for the Republican nominee. Well, there's only one front runner. There's only one person that has double digits in every poll. And who is that? Well, that's Donald Trump. And do you agree that he like? What What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> what I thought we were going to talk about Alaska. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, no. This is much more interesting. Yes, but I don't know if this is for our viewers. It's 616 politics. You're the one with a degree in poli sci. I just want to know what you think the best option for the nomination is. There's so many people. Yes, there are currently 74 people running <laughs> for the Republican <laughs> ticket. I'm one of them. Okay. I, I believe you and your brother are also running. And... Yes, and, you know, I I think that if I lose, I'll, I'm, I'm not decided who I'm going to throw my support to, you or him. I'm not sure. Well, I think you're going to lose because no one knows what you look like. Uh, you've refused to put out any pictures of yourself. <laughs> right. And, and then people are listening to these podcasts and saying, uh, no. <laughs> All right, so who do you think is the front runner? <laughs> well, the front runner is Donald Trump. He's the only person that has double digits and everything. It's You're, why don't you want to give your opinion of who who would be a good nomination? So you can just like hit me with a I think there are a few people that could be good nominations. I but just want to know. I'm not going to hit you. I like <laughs> I like what Donald Trump has to say. Uh-huh. I like what Carly Fiorina has to say. I don't know that individual. She was the former CEO of Hewlett Packard. Oh, okay, yeah, I do. Yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> I like what Mike Huckabee has to say, mm-hmm. and I like about seventy-five percent of the stuff that Rand Paul has to say. Gotcha. And then I think the other seventy candidates haven't differentiated themselves enough. I see. That's where I am. Hmm. And you, my friend? Yeah, I'm totally undecided. I like Bobby Jindal. He's the governor of my state, but I really don't think that he – I think whoever gets in there is going to be totally corrupted, and I don't want that for him, so I'm not for that. So uh, I think Donald Trump would uh, he would shake things up. It would be fun to watch, you know? It's been a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it was. it's kind of fun to watch with Obama even, you know? Even though I don't agree with what he's doing, it's kind of like, huh, hmm, he got away with that. Who knew? <laughs> Look, he's he's literally burning the Constitution, everyone. He's on top of the White House burning it. It's crazy. That's not our only copy, right? That's, <laughs> we we have another. Somebody wrote that down, right? Sir, did no one Instagram this so we could go back? No. 
anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, I think I'm I'm for the most entertaining person. I think at this point. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that someone who is not a career politician is ripping up the field right now and just saying everything that's on their mind with very little filter. And I think that that is resonating with a lot of people that have been looking for someone to say what they're feeling as opposed to tiptoeing around it and trying to be PC about everything. I think that um, just like Ross Perot, somebody's going to have a little conversation with him and he's eventually going to drop out. Well, he has had one conversation with the head of the RNC and uh, he has said that if they do not support him that he could go third party. And which would just destroy both him, the right. Republican nominee, and Hillary would just start moving in before the vote is even had. You know, I I am going to make a prediction that Hillary is not going to get the nomination. <gasps> oh, I predict that Elizabeth Warren will get the Democratic nomination. Whoa, that's she- super far left field. Yeah, well, she has not announced her candidacy yet, but I think that uh, Hillary is going to throw all her resources at Elizabeth Warren when something happens and she is either disqualified or takes herself out of the race or it's just too hot for her. Uh, that's what that's what I predict. You don't think Bernie Sanders has a chance? I, I'm not a... He might make a good showing, but he's not going to tickle the ears the way Elizabeth Warren does. Hmm. Yeah. He's crazy, dude. <laughs> she's she's crazy. I, I she scares me. So, at least with Hillary, you know what you're getting. She loves <laughs> capitalism. What? Yeah. She'll cont- I mean, she's she's pretty crooked. I mean, she'll she she loves capitalism. But she loves socialism. No, she does not. Not for herself. Well, no, not for... Okay, you're just playing on words. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think she loves the... Yeah, whatever for her. So you know what you're getting on that. I'm oh, scared yeah. of somebody who really loves socialism and does it and imp- it implements it to everybody. Well, that's why I meant Bernie Sanders. If you just listen to him for five minutes, you're like, what? Do you... <laughs> <laughs> a, a what? <laughs> like, I would vote... I would vote for uh, Kucinich if he ran on the Democratic ticket. I like him. Kucinich? Now, who's that? He's, he was a guy who was a senator, I think, or no, maybe he was a congressman. Uh, he's, I think he's out now, but um, he had some good stuff to say. Oh, Dennis? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I was trying to get you. I thought you were trying to say John Kasich. <laughs> you were trying to get <laughs> You know who's great? That Hillary. Plantone. <laughs> she went her through her pterogenesis. Yeah, from Adeline. <laughs> I could see her being an inhuman, though. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many viewers were losing. <laughs> By the second, listeners are dropping off. What are they doing? I thought politics, but come on. This is terrible. Oh. All right, well, this is Marvel 616 Politics. This is a comic book podcast, and uh, you can visit our website at marvel616politics.com. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com or 
follow us on Twitter at 616politics. You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics, where I and Darren, but not Andy, will be posting on a daily basis the newest and latest and greatest Marvel news and conversations. You can also look us up on YouTube and Instagram at marvel616politics. You can also give us a call and leave us a message with anything witty that you'd like to say, even if it's about the Republican and Democrat primaries. I would love to hear what our, our listeners think. I know we got a, we have to have a lot of super conservative and a lot of super liberal progressive people. Oh, chime in. Call in. T- tell me who's a jerk. But, not, uh, not out of the two of us. I meant the candidates. Yes, because we already know which one is the jerk. <laughs> well, so... Leave us a message at 616-755-TINA, and we will play it on the air, but please keep it clean. Yeah, yeah if, you're, if you're calling people jerk, that's fine, but if you, <laughs> if you use uh, derogatory language, we can't do it. So, you know. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> right, sure, yeah. Um, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, the best place on the web and in real life. To buy all your Marvel books. I mean, really, all your comic books. But uh, if you buy the Marvel books, you get like 40% off. It's fantastic. Yeah, yesterday we were, well, you don't know because you're not on Facebook, but we were discussing the possibility of a Thunderbolts television series on Netflix. That's kind of the rumor going around right now. So we posted on Facebook about what is your favorite incarnation of the Thunderbolts. And a lot of people said the classic Thunderbolts, and someone asked, you know, what's the best volume of, you know, what's the best trade or whatever to read? Burn down uh, the house? About the Thunderbolts original team. Oh, oh. And so what I did you po- say? You what? What did you say? So I went to dcbservice.com, and I copied and pasted the link for the first trade. I posted it on our page, and the user's like, awesome, thanks, I just bought it. Um... So he just bought it right from DCB, and it was over 50% off. And then he said, I wonder why Volume 2 is so expensive on Amazon. So I went to DCBService.com, found Volume 2. It was only $17. On Amazon, it was 90 What? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know why, but I just bought that one too, just in case. So DCB Service is a great, great place to get your books for a great value, and they have excellent customer service. Yes, that's true. And you know what? If, if, if you can't find it on DCBService.com, uh, look on their sister site, In Stock Trades. And it, I think all that on there is 35% off, but at least all those trades are, you guessed it, in stock. <laughs> they guessed it. <laughs> are, you, are you laughing at me? No, uh, it's true. It is. It's it is. true. All right. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, CRPSavings.com. Community Retail Partnership is a discount membership program for all of your purchases through Office Depot. Whether online or in stores, you can for $39, you can purchase a CRP membership and save literally hundreds and hundreds of dollars on everything from school supplies to office supplies and even coffee supplies. Uh, back to school is happening right now, and with a CRP membership, you're going to be able to save even more. So you can go to crpsavings.com. We're also sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. 
Michael Webb Solutions is an SEO marketing business, and what they do is they've really kind of taken our website, marvel616politics.com, and taken it to a level that Andy and I just couldn't get to. Um, that is so, true. So we're very grateful for them, and we definitely uh, would recommend that if you have any um, website building questions, or you're looking to build a website, or you're looking to really mark, even just market your business outside of a website, um, you want to contact michaelwebbsolutions.com, and they will take care of you and set you up very nicely. Wow. That's quite a plug. I, I was just looking at, they made some changes to our website last week, and it just, just by adding a background with, I've wanted red bars on our website since we got it, and they were able to finally get it taken care of and put some, some different background stuff on it and um, add some bios and do some cleaning clean up work on it and i just think it looks so much better I it does it. pop it's it popping does. and that's what i wanted <laughs> <laughs> all right and we have a couple voicemails uh so we're gonna listen to those right now hey body politic it's your buddy not stan lee here i know i'm the real reason you tune in for uh, every single m6p podcast and, uh, you know, Jared and Andy are doing a fine job of panting the rest of the time, but, uh, well, I just couldn't leave you in the dust anymore. I had to call in and say hello. Man, you know, back in the bad old days, I used to spend my whole week just waiting to relax on Saturday as I worked the whole live-long week. But ever since Top Ten Tuesdays began on the M6P webpage, I've got something to live for even during the week. And don't forget to start every month out with John Dermine's Battle World Forecasts. They are a hub and they sure help me figure out which Marvel books to buy in this tumultuous time. Well, that's all I've got for now. Sit tight and be polite to Andy and Jared. Wait out the rest of the podcast and, uh, you know, do them a little bit of a favor. I'll talk to you all next time. You know, I'm starting to think that that uh, that not Stanley guy he he doesn't like us that much. Why? He always says nice things. <laughs> he said he said kind of wait out the podcast, do him a favor, and listen to the rest of it. Well, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know what? He's also sending this John guy. He's uh, he's sending him some uh, pretty hateful emails, I think, or or mail or something. We got another voicemail about that. Hey guys, this is John Dermine. I was wondering if you could talk to everybody's favorite rap scallion, not Stanley, and please ask him to stop sending mean spirited messages to my home address from the Yancey Street Gang. I know that it's not Stan's handwriting. I can plainly read it. I've seen it before. Come on, man. We're we're all in this together, you know. We're all one big happy body politic. Does he really need to get that way? I mean, he can't be that jealous of my top ten list, can he? Okay. Uh, have a great show, fellas, and uh, look forward to hearing uh, what all you got to say. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, they cracked me up. That John guy, our head writer. <laughs> 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 he's funny he's funny 
no, but we are we are doing. Uh, you know what? I don't visit Facebook, but I do visit our Marvel Six One Six page, and uh, I do catch up on the news and everything from that. So, yeah, do you, we we need another top ten. Uh, it'd be really cool if if it was from you. Oh yes, yeah. I have so much time. I would love to do that. I know. Uh, hmm. I have to think about that. Top yeah, ten. Top ten. Anything you want, Marvel wise. You know what? I might do my top ten favorite single issues. There you go. It might Look at you already. Yeah, that can't be that hard, right? We'll, we'll see. Sure, you have a little bit of explanation. You don't have to write like a paragraph or anything. But... Oh, phew, not a paragraph. All right, so uh, on the agenda tonight, we're going to talk about Ant Man. We're going to talk about Secret Wars number four. Do the tie-ins and also the solicitations. The upcoming. Uh, books that we're going to be talking about or that, that are going to come out. We're, we'll give our opinion on that. So, and Alaska. And Alaska. Sure. Why not? All right. So uh, let's uh, let's hit it. Burn events. Current events. So you um you saw Ant Man, huh? I did, and I believe you did as well. I did. I got to see it without Miss Jacqueline, but in time what? for the podcast. So you went to a matinee, is that correct? No, not this time. No. Oh. No. A group of people got it together and they were like, Hey, you wanna come? I was like, Yes, I can make it. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it was fun. We I think there were five or six of us, so So what was what was your initial impression what were your thoughts okay my thoughts i took i had i didn't take notes because you ridicule me when i take notes but that's I, weird i right right not as weird as wearing a tank top but you know pretty weird wearing a tank top while taking notes super weird <laughs> okay so it was a fun movie uh somebody said it was like a mix between honey i shrunk the kids and oceans 11 i could hmm. see that I think it's probably Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and a less sophisticated Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought that it was it was funny. It had some humor. It had a good uh, good acting. Good good villain. Um, it was kind of flat, like kind of two dimensional acting. But Michael Douglas really carried the picture. I thought um, there was some. I thought Cassie and her mom were great. That Cassie was. A real cutie. <laughs> um, I thought the comedic timing was like a little off. Hmm. Did you did you get that sense at all? Um, I thought a, some a couple of the jokes were a little forced. Like, don't forget, we're funny. <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah, uh, my biggest problem was. I got up at 4 o'clock that morning, and I kept falling asleep during the movie. <laughs> so I would wake up and be like, oh my gosh, what happened? And Jennifer kept trying to keep me awake. So I really feel like I didn't see it. <laughs> so you, you didn't see it a second time? Because I know that you had wanted to do that. I want to, but I just haven't uh, done that yet. I think, you know, when you told me that, you when you told me that or texted me that, and you said, I think I missed a couple pieces, I was like... You would have had to have fallen asleep a lot and missed a lot to not be able to piece it together, man. 
Well, I think I counted like six times. <laughs> wow. I fell asleep. It was just very stupid of me. I I know better. I know better. Like, it, it was, <laughs> What was I doing? If it's Marvel premiere night, get a nap. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that was just ridiculous. There was this one time when uh, Resident Evil 3 came out. I don't even know what that one's called. <laughs> Right, so I was in the Air Force, and all the people wanted to go see it. I was on night duty. Everybody else was on day, and it was going to the weekend. So I stayed up all night, watched one and two, uh, and then in the theater, I totally missed three because I kept falling. I fell asleep. <laughs> people no. leaned over to me after the movie. They're like, "Did you like it?" I was like, "Oh, oh what happened?" Uh, don't you hate that? It was. It was. I felt. I felt ridiculous. Yeah, and then you're like, I blew. 12 bucks, my time, and now I gotta go see it again. Yep. Oh, I have to see it again. So what do you think? Well, I mean, what what parts did you see? What did you like? What did you, what did you not like? I got I got more notes, but I kind of wanted to not go through the them one at a time. Yeah, I mean, I guess my two... It, it was very... Um, I loved Falcon. I thought that was wonderful that Falcon was in it. That really made me happy. Because it just, you know, it, it was all of a sudden there's this Ant-Man guy and he's in the Marvel Universe. But there's no other Marvel people around, right. you know. Yeah. So I thought that was really good. And it continued stuff from Age of Ultron with setting up you know, the Avengers Academy. And uh, so I, I like that he was in it. I thought the, the cutscene at the end was probably the whole, was probably the best thing of the whole night. With with uh, Bucky and and Falcon and Cap, I that was just, that was pretty cool. Holy cow! I was like ah! making audible noises as it was on. Um, and then the, the and like between yawns, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Chewbacca. You sound like Chewbacca. And then the wasp, of course, the wasp costume was was a great preview of things to come. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. That when they picked, they cast her. What's her name? Evangeline Lilly? Mm-hmm. Um, they would have to be forward-thinking and cast her if they were going to put her in the wasp suit. You know. What do you mean? Well, they cast her for this part, but hopefully they cast her for several more movies. You know, I don't, I don't like to see the actors change. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when you sign a Marvel contract, they've got your life. <laughs> they have your life. Hey, let me... I wanted to ask you... Um, the same actor who played Tony Stark's father, what's what's his name? I know who you're talking about. Is it Robert Richard? Robert? Are you talking about the first in Iron Man 1 or Iron Man 2? That's what I'm asking you. So, like, they switched actors. Because so... he was much older. Okay. John Slattery. Slattery? Sounds like he got messy with the <clears throat> butter. John Slattery is... He was on Desperate Housewives, and then he played, uh, and he was on, um, I want to say Mad Men. Okay. And he played his day, the older uh, Stark in Iron Man 2, and then in Ant-Man. Okay, so who played him in the Agent Carter? A different guy. And <laughs> I forget his name. Was he, was he in... Which actor was in Iron Man 1? That guy. The one from 
um, Agent, Agent Carter. Carter. Yeah. So they knowingly went back and so it wasn't like they lost that actor. They yeah. they they made a purposeful decision to change the actor. Exactly. Yeah. Because oh. it was just different peri- time periods. Interesting. Because in Ant Man, it's in the late '80s that he appears with with uh, Agent Carter, and in Agents of Shield, you know that's taking place in the '40s. Right. So he's got to look a little bit older. I tell you that 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 Agent Carter, she's in almost everything. It's crazy. That was a huge surprise. Yeah, I had no idea. She was in Winter Soldier. She's been in a lot. But I thought that was. That kind of stuff, that Falcon stuff like that, that's that makes it tied together more than just an off the cuff Iron Man or Bruce Banner reference. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's just got to get pretty expensive if these people's, you know, are getting more popular than. But I guess when they sign a contract, it's they sign it for their their price and popularity at that point in time. Yeah, unless they renegotiate it, absolutely, and. Uh, and I mean, the, if you look at the budgets on these Marvel movies, you know they're they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> they they'll do okay. <clears throat> yeah. So I thought. Um, I I think the best part was probably just the whole scene in Baskin Robbins. I thought that that was the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> Why is that? It was just, it was so funny. The timing was there. Uh, you felt sorry for the guy. Um, there was, like, the actor who played his boss did really well. There was that sense of admiration. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, Baskin-Robbins, they always find out. Like, it was it was really funny. But, I mean, to me, that was the highlight of it. But the rest of it was kind of, like, they, they did a great job um, playing off the, the weird you know, kind of stilted ant thing, you know? Mm-hmm. They they did a good job making fun of themselves, and um, I thought they I thought they played it very well. Jennifer almost cried when Anthony got hit. Are you serious? Like, oh, babe, it's an ant. <laughs> it's, it's a fake ant. <laughs> yeah, it's a CGI ant. I did like how it was like a, a group effort going into it. It wasn't just him, you know? It made it mm-hmm. feel like a real heist movie. Now, is this this going to be a movie that Jackie's going to go see, or was she not interested? She was not interested, but I think actually she would like it better than some of the other ones. Oh, really? I think so. I think that because I mean it was it was lighthearted enough, and uh, I mean it kind of keeps your attention, you know. I'm trying to think from a, like a non fan perspective. It's it's very entertaining, I would think. I think Michael Douglas did a great job, and I, I was so confused when he walked in on that first scene. I was like, "He looks amazing." I thought he was getting older, but then I was like, "Oh, right, yeah, no computer, got it." <laughs> <laughs> it really threw me for a loop. They they did a great job making him look young. Yeah. What'd you th- What'd you think of the villain? Uh, <clears throat> I was. I mean, I remember just when they announced that that yellow jacket was going to be the villain, and Darren Cross. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. You doing okay over there? Yeah. Um, 
I would have really preferred someone else. <laughs> I, like actor wise? Oh no, just not Yellow Jacket. Uh, I mean, I Aunt Pym becomes. I mean, Aunt Pym. <laughs> Aunt, <laughs> Aunt May and Pym, Hank Pym. Hank Pym becomes Yellow Jacket, and Darren Cross becomes Crossfire. It's not Darren Cross becomes Yellow Jacket. So, I didn't really. I, I thought that that kind of cut off an evolution for the character of of Ant Man to, you know, for him to become Giant Man, for him to become Yellow Jacket. It kind of cut that off. That well, no, Yellow Jacket's going to be a villain. Yeah, but I don't think they want to take them that far. I think that audiences, if they start changing identities and stuff. Of, uh, I think that audiences are going to be alienated, you know, because you're kind of setting the status quo and you're saying, this is who we're going to play with, this is who he is. And, you know, on a monthly book, you can see kind of a progression if there is. And over the years of monthly books, you can say, okay, well, let's switch it up. We're kind of tired of this. He's going to become, you know, this character now or this alias now. But I don't think you can do that in a movie, especially with that kind of character. I think you're right. You're probably right. I think uh, that Marvel has such a library of villains that they just could have chosen someone that wasn't Yellow Jacket. Like, give me, bring a, a Marvel villain to the screen that is comparable to Loki. We just haven't had any villains that have come close to being Loki. You mean that talented of an actor, or, or that, that menacing, or that imposing? That menacing, that deep of a character, like, you felt like he was a legit threat. Red Skull, Malekith, Ironmonger, uh, they just, you know, like, they just didn't seem that supremely threatening. Right. Um, that big of a baddie, and then to throw Yellow Jacket. Darren Cross, he just didn't seem... You know, maybe somebody maniacal like an egghead or wizard or somebody like that, I think, would have just... Could have played virtually the same character, but could have just taken it to another level. Okay, what did you think of Ronan and Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier, yes. Ronan, no. Like, he... What did he do? What... They killed him... After a dance off, <laughs> they ki- he killed a ton of people. I mean, like his armada was what was imposing. You know, his will was what was. But tell me how he's more than a, f- a two dimensional character, and how he's any different than Malekith. Does he look besides visually? You know, Malekith was just trying to take over, just to take over. Uh, um, Ronan was just trying to take over to take over. They both killed a bunch of people, and by the end, they were both destroyed. It's just the same character, but with a different name and costume. I agree, but I thought the execution for Ronan was better <laughs> because you had that sense of, okay, I don't I don't think there's a chance we might lose here. You know? Mm, I don't I just I guess didn't I think that Nebula stole the show as the villain of Guardians of the Galaxy. She was so much more interesting. She had a, a backstory. She had connections to various characters. She had motivation, and we don't know what happened to you know. She commandeered a plane and headed off. 
she was so much more interesting than Ronan. Hmm. Hmm. I fine. see. I see. I thought I would. I'd much rather see Nebula come back and and take out the team in the next movie than Ronan. I would say that Winter Soldier was probably <laughs> the most like. How do you stop this guy? You can't. You can't stop this guy. He's just a killing machine, and he mm-hmm. just keeps coming. You know. Yeah, you're right. I I don't know how I forgot about him. Oh well, I mean, he's not. When you think of all the movies, he's not like a super villain, you know. So I, I can, I mean, he's. I understand he's more of like, uh, he's more of an evenly matched guy instead of somebody you have to work your way up to and and overtake. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's not a Thanos, obviously. Well, what did you think of Yellow Jacket? Well, I really liked the actor. I thought he was played really well, and I thought that he, I thought that it worked because the guy thought he was big time, but he he wasn't like his tech was very impressive. And if he got, uh, if he got creative with it, he could do a whole lot of damage and he thought he was going to, but there's no way he would have stood against the Avengers. And so I thought his attitude and how they wrote him played very well into, uh, he's not that big of a bad guy, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, he was evenly matched with Ant-Man because Ant-Man's not all powerful. He's kind of a a weird uh jolty character who is trying to figure out what to do, but he's trying to save his family, so he's doing everything he can, or he save his daughter. And you know, from this guy who's out for vengeance and yeah, his motivation is lacking and he's got some father issues and that's kind of not well defined as as a clear-cut motivation. But I still thought that it was a good it held with the theme of the movie that this guy is small time but he thinks he's a big deal and that's kind of the setting that we're in like ant-man is not a huge character yellow jacket is not a huge character so the misperception of the you know the audience seeing the movie is the same as the characters in the movie i don't know i thought it was a good matchup yeah, I, and I, I maybe I didn't, you know, uh, speak very eloquently. I, I'm not looking for like Ant Man to go up against Ultron, you know, or Apocalypse or Thanos, but somebody that was more. I guess <clears throat> I was looking for a three dimensional character, and he, and he just came off kind of flat. He came off very similar to some of the other uh, villains in the Marvel movies. Tell me. T- can you describe to me how, like, a supervillain that we've seen either in a Marvel movie or a DC movie that is not two-dimensional? Yeah, Winter Soldier and Loki. Okay, now, how, that... how is Loki not? How, how is he more fleshed out? How is he the, the, the gold standard? Well, we've got backstory <laughs> with Loki, and I think that's really important. Is like, let's see some motivation from you. What is fueling your fire why are you wanting what you want uh does it make sense that that's why you're wanting what you want is that logical um you know he's he's motivated all by you know he's got the you know i was a frost giant but i was raised as a a god um i'm always going to be second powerful to thor uh my father is going to choose one of us to be the king and i pretty much know who it's going to be uh, my brother is the god of thunder, and I'm the god of mischief. So 
I'm going to live up to that name. Uh, I've got a, an alliance with Thanos going, like all these different things. He's just so multidimensional and he can be looked at from six, seven, eight different angles. And those things can be expounded upon in so mm-hmm. many different ways. Same with Winter Soldier. But then when you've got Yellow Jacket or you've got Ronin, there are two or three maybe different angles you can look at. But he, they're just not very fleshed out and their motivations aren't, to me, they don't, they're not, I don't know, big enough. I don't know if that's the right word, big enough, encapsulating enough. Um, they just don't make as much sense. They don't seem to jive with the rest of the movie in, in that kind of scope. I, I don't know that I'm uh, really presenting myself very well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think you're right that he... Um that as a quality villain in a in a in the tapestry of the Marvel universe, he he's kind of lackluster. But his motivation for what he did in that movie makes sense to me. Okay. So you probably could you could get a better villain to star in the movie. And you probably could get better motivation and everything. But if you start out with somebody who doesn't have good motivation, who doesn't... They played that very well. They didn't act like he had a lot of... Well, maybe they did. I mean, he had the, fa- the kind of the father issues. I don't know. I'd have to think about it a little bit more. Because I thought, oh, this guy, all he cares about is is money and seeking revenge because he didn't get what he wanted. And that's... Like, knowing that going in, he was true to that character. Um, and he didn't try to be more. Like, Malekith, you know, you kind of got these mixed messages. Like, something else is going on here, but I can't figure it out. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I just, when you, if you were to take all the Marvel villains and rank them, that Loki is going to be at the top with Winter Soldier. And you're going to be hard-pressed to find a good third or fourth. They just don't come close. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Thinking back, yeah, because the Destroyer's not really one. Um, yeah. Red Red Skull's not good. Yeah, you're even kind of hard-pressed to think, okay, who was the villain in Iron Man 3? Right. Okay, who yeah. was, what was the villain in the second one? What You know, you're like, oh, i got to try and remember. Oh, yeah, Whiplash. <laughs> um I on a separate note, I thought that him killing that guy in the bathroom was pretty gross. Like I like it was kinda sickening how he wiped him up and stuff. It was and flushed him down the toilet. That was really gross. Yeah, I just had to pick my jaw up off the floor for that. I thought like I knew he was gonna die and I knew like immediately when he did that he killed him so he couldn't feel anything. But I was like, oh, don't flush him down the toilet. That's terrible. But it wasn't him. It was just a goo. But, you know, anyway. (laughs) Do you think that they would would ever bring in the spousal abuse stuff, Hank Pym? I don't think they're going to go in that direction. Yeah. I think for a two-hour movie for them to have, you know, Ant-Man come back, especially being the Paul Rudd character, or maybe the Hank Pym character, I guess. Well, I, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, Hank Pym is the one that did it, not Scott Lang. Yeah. I don't think they will. I I think 
the that the whole spousal abuse issue is a much uh, bigger thing for fans than it is on the scope of Hank Pym. If you look at from he, when he was created in Tales to Astonish all the way till now, that was that happened in one issue. Right. So you you're saying it's the fans have kind of latched onto that. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we? something he did in one issue in the 70s we're going to say that that defines him as a character i just don't think that's that can be said <laughs> it's it was harped on too in the in the ultimates i think as well and with mark millar oh but yeah yes. definitely um what what happened in the ant-man annual i missed that one you didn't you write and say that there was something life-changing or something well, what happened was that <laughs> they ended up giving there's it's not a new Ant Man, it's a new giant man in Ant Man Annual. And the new giant man is a um Hispanic homosexual. Oh. And there's nothing I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but when that happened, it was like, you know, that's when all, everything has come out with I just that was kind of one of another another display of hey remember all these classic characters we're going to change every single one of them so that they're nothing like what you remember okay that so that's my big thing okay it didn't have anything to do with was hate did Hispanics Nick, or hate homosexuals does Nick Nick Spencer write this or no you know, I don't remember who wrote the Ant-Man annual. Okay, so who is Giant Man right now? Isn't it Hank Pym? Well, not anymore now, because he gave the costume over. Oh, to just a new person we don't know? The, he, well, he was an Ant-Man annual. Uh, well, that's that's what I mean. Like, he, he was first introduced in Ant-Man annual? I believe so. I don't know that we've seen him before. We might have, but I don't, off the top of my head, uh, maybe yeah, a yeah. can say something. So I wonder what he's going to be used for now. Man, he has passed around. Like, hey, good luck trying to do something with this character. We're going we're <laughs> to... Like, Scott Lang is is way better used than Hank Pym. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, that even shows in the movie. They put Hank Pym to the the hero of the past and Scott Lang to the hero of now. They're just like, you know what? We don't know what to do with this guy in the books. We can't make a movie about him. Ugh. Which is so weird because you know, like, now that I when I read Star Lord, I read him in the like. Now I understand the character more. When I read Tony Stark, now I understand the character more. When I read Thor, I understand the character more because I've seen it visually. The movies that I I didn't really enjoy were the ones where I thought I had a really good understanding of the character and it didn't turn out the way I I <clears throat> wanted to on on the screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think that they had an opportunity, and they they may have squandered it if they want to use Hank Pym in the future, which they they constantly try to get him back in, like Scientist Supreme and you know all that stuff. Well, they're they're saying that for the cinematic universe that you know they've established Agent Carter in the '80s and Howard Stark in the '80s, and Hank Pym was in the '80s and. Wasp was in the 80s. So they're saying, you know, there can always be a throwback movie like Ant-Man in the 80s. 
that I could detail kind of what S.H.I.E.L.D. was up to, how Ant-Man and Wasp were involved in that. You've got a cast of characters already set up and ready to go. I guess that's true, but it seems like you would have to get some different actors because some of them are pretty old. Well, but I mean, like, you, a lot of them are still young, too. Howard Stark and Agent Carter. You could have Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, basically, just, you know, Michael Douglas might need some of that CGI, but... <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of that CGI. But with Wasp, even, they could say that, you know, when she was in that dimension, that she didn't age. So they could get an actress, and she could be young, and still yeah. play into today's movies and in yesterday's movies. That's true. Oh, you know what I found very interesting? And pro- it, this might not be interesting, because I don't know my Ant-Man history, but... They has she been lost in quantum before, other than at the end of secret, uh, at the end of secret invasion? That's the only time that I can remember. Okay, I thought that was very interesting that they incorporated something that new into the into the movie. Because I mean, that's exactly what happened at the end of secret invasion. Then she came back and. Uh, End days or something like that, mm-hmm. end end times, which was a really terrible story. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. Yeah. It was probably one of Bendis's worst. Yeah, it was pretty rough. But you know, they they've got Winter Soldier already. He was a you know two thousands concept. The the quantum realm was a two thousands concept. So I think they're kind of doing a balance of the old and the new, and and some of the ultimate stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, anything else on Ant-Man? No, did you have anything else? No, no. I, I mean, it was fun. Um, it The movie, I guess, let's see here. Uh, it seemed to have a little bit more language than the other ones. Is that, did you catch? That you was my that? impression. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. I don't know why they did that. Maybe it was because of the type of people he was hanging out with, like criminal, like... Uh, but I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, we had some friends with young kids, and um, they always ask about the Marvel movies. You know, can I take mine to see Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Can I take mine to see Ant-Man? No. You know, I just I just don't think... And that's just for me. I don't have kids, but for me, like those movies just aren't appropriate for small children, whether they've got a dancing tree and a raccoon with a gun and a guy that can turn into an ant or not you know right well i did think it was odd that the the more comedy centered ones were the least child appropriate ones yeah i can remember going to the opening night of guardians of the galaxy and how many kids were in that theater just i guess it just blew my mind yeah as as somebody again as somebody without kids just if I were to have kids, I just don't know that I could take them really to a movie unless I've seen it first. Right. Yeah. I I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I will point out, though, for the sake of argument, that we may be having a little bit of a double standard and putting weighted emphasis on inappropriate things with uh, sexuality and um, language. Because if you look at Winter Soldier... It is extremely violent. So, 
You know, so there is that too. And my kids love Winter Soldier, and I let them watch it because for some reason, uh, and this may be a character flaw of mine, I devalue um, violence rather than you know that that that's not as bad in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Whereas language doesn't kill people, and violence does kill people <laughs> in real life. So who knows? You know, I've never seen somebody drop dead because of innuendo. I've seen somebody drop dead because of them getting shot. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you though. I'm the exact same way. I don't. I, I think it's because like kids know, you know, if you mess up, I will do these violent things to you too. <laughs> what? But, what? But I'm never going to curse at you, and <laughs> there will never be any sort of sexual thing. But I will, you know, shoot you in the leg <laughs> if you mess up. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm gonna... You don't have I'm... kids. <laughs> I think I think that I'm, we're gonna end this topic. <laughs> oh boy! All right, let's 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 hit the state of the union here. The state of our union. All right, state of the union. Let's talk about some Secret Wars, man. Secret Wars. Oh, yes. Not so secret. Not so secret wars. So, Secret War number four. This is crazy to me that they are drawing out this... I'm not complaining. I'm just... It's odd that they are are making it so that these things don't come out as often as uh, other series. Like, it seemed like everything was bi-weekly, and then the last one, you were like, oh, I gotta wait a month, like in yeah. Original Sin. But this one is like, it's, I can't, it can't come out fast enough. They're, oh, 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 I see what you're saying. I thought you are going somewhere else with it. No, I mean the, the, the proper, like Secret Wars proper. Like, why are they doing a month or more between issues? Well, there's, there was the art delay is what it ended up being. Oh, really? Okay, so it wasn't planned. Yeah, no. Um, every week, Marvel s- puts out a press release saying what's getting delayed. And every oh. week it's something else. Because whatever Because ha- you know from reading the pro- Civil War proper titles, that kind of dictates what happens in the other titles. Yes. You've gotta, you don't have to know, but stuff will be spoiled. So if Secret War 6 is running late, then that means seven other titles. They have to bump those. Wow. And bumps these. So the editors over at Marvel have just have to be saints to understand how everything is connecting and yes. then to know how to bump stuff. I yes. cannot do it. That It is pretty amazing. You're right. But, you know, oh, man, it's got to be so frustrating to have your event be delayed yeah oh my goodness but i mean if when you look at this art though i mean it's it's, gorgeous it's it is gorgeous it's got to be it's it's got to be tough to do it's got to be tough to paint it's got to be difficult to draw and i mean you know i know hickman is very particular about design design work for his books so you know and actually i'm very impressed that they let that uh, Hickman went along with doing full covers on this because when you look at every every other one of his books, it's half cover. Uh, it doesn't matter what publisher it is, whether it's Image or whether it's um, Marvel, it's half cover. Half of it's white. There's a symbol, but these are full length, full covers. 
Now, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. If you look at um, Secret Warriors, if you look at New Avengers, Avengers, um, if you look at uh, Manhattan Projects, East of West, even if you look at God is Dead from Avatar Press, and he that's just he's not even the writer on that. He was the initial creator designer on that. Um, yeah, all his books are like that. Huh. He's, Never knew. He, yeah. So um, this is a huge step. So I know he's very particular about how the the whole thing is presented. It's a huge step. He's letting his bosses do their own covers. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Here. <laughs> anyway. All right. I'm going to summarize uh, issue four. All right? All right. So... Basically, the Thors are now engaged with the Cabal. They're in a fight. Um, and we go back to uh, Stephen Strange letting the the, uh, the heroes out of the ship, the ones who um, made it through. And they eventually go and they uh, join the fight with the Thors fighting the Cabal. And because that's who they were fighting to begin with before they left eight years ago. Um and then Doom shows up also because his team needs him. The Thors need him to help. Um, and so then you have the Avengers or everybody who's left. I don't know what group to call them. And Doom facing off. And they they get really mad at each other. <laughs> and Thanos is there egging them on. Uh, this is great. He says... Um, Oh, yeah, we see... Richard uh, tells uh, Doom, we see that you set yourself up on a throne, and, and Doom says, a throne? I've had a throne for quite some time. A throne was my birthright. I've placed myself a bit, uh, a good bit higher than that. And then Thanos yells in the distance, Have you? I have my doubts. If one plays at being a god, one should not shy away from saying it. And then Doom just flat out says, I am god. And he almost blows him away, but then Scott Summers, who has the Phoenix Force, goes and attacks him. And it looks like he's winning uh, by, like, Doom's face and helmet melting. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Doom grabs him, cracks his neck, kills him. And then Stephen Strange sends everybody away. Doom is like, what in the world did you do? And he said, well, you knew what was going to happen. I mean, they was gonna, they were going to refuse to bow, and then you were going to have to kill them. And I just couldn't allow that. And Doom says, that's not your call. We have to do this. And he says, you're going to bring him back. And Stephen says, I'm, I'm, I can't bring him back. And he says, after all we've been through, you're not going to do this? You dare to defy me? And he says, you know, you're, skill, you're still scared of Richard. Read Richard's after all this time. And now that you've even gone a step further and stolen his life, so his kids and the Future Foundation... And uh, and his wife, um, he said, yeah, you, you, you have reason to be scared of him because he is going to come at you and keep coming at you. And then Doom just totally disintegrates Strange, and that is uh, the end of the issue. Now, did he disintegrate him, or do you think he teleported away? I don't think so, because the art kind of shows him being blasted apart like his, well, his face, face and everything yeah. coming off. Yeah. 
So I just assumed. I mean, we know he gets his own series by Jason Aaron and uh, Bacala, right? Mm-hmm. So we know he's going to be back. But uh, if you take this as it is, it looks like he's he's gone. Um, I thought this was a good issue. I, I thought, um, you know, it didn't have a whole lot of action as in, like, um, big battles. You know, it, the, kind of the battle scene and the, and the fights are kind of uh, implied. But I thought it was a good issue because it is uh, defining where everybody stands and um, drawing lines in the sand. I, I think the death of Cyclops and even Cyclops having the Phoenix Force is, is severely out of place, though. <laughs> it's like... He got the Phoenix Force just to show how powerful Doom is by Doom killing him. I gotcha. I mean, what do you think about this? Well, I know that Hickman said he had plans to reveal how all that stuff happened with the Phoenix egg and all that. Oh, yeah? But there was just wasn't enough time and enough pages. So mm. that was a storyline that got cut and you're just going to have to deal with it yeah just basically come up with your own conclusions hmm like wait what because yeah because that was a whole thing that i was really interested in from the time runs out is there was this whole mutant colony of some sort and we hear that cyclops is running things he's getting a phoenix egg but that's all that we hear about it that was in the avengers time runs out yeah Oh, I totally missed all that. Because it was literally just in a couple different bubbles. Yeah. Speech bubbles, because they never went with it. But Well see, that's where that's where they have all these stupid, you know, tie ins that are meaningless. Why don't they take the opportunity to tell some of these backstories instead of what these what if stories? I agree. I mean, they're not really tie ins. Like most of them are not. Yeah, they're they're just oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, this could happen too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, what do you think of this issue? And do you have high hopes for the rest of the series? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm just this takes me back to like the old, I, I guess probably, I don't know, Civil War maybe, because Civil War was just so good. Civil War was that you're knocking on the comic book shop at 11 o'clock in the morning when it opens because Civil War number four is coming out. Civil War number five is coming out. Right. Like you're ready for it. And that's yes. how this has really reminded me. I'm just waiting on Wednesdays. Like, I have to get it. I want to find out what's happening next. You know, I think, for me, his new Avengers run has been like that the entire time for me. Mm. I mean, what is it, three years, two years? Yeah, it's it's been it's been, it's been amazing for me. I mean, it's like, oh my goodness, what is he? And I think some of that is the mystery of what is even happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got another piece. I can't believe it. But what is happening? You know. So I, I kind of it kind of makes me sad because there's it's such a departure. Like this is the next step in the story, but it's not the next logical step. It's such a departure from. Sunspot running AIM and um, Cannonball having a kid with Smasher out in space. Like, 
I was like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. I want to know how we got here. And we were promised that in eight months we would figure out how everything fell into place. We, we didn't. Nope. It was just like we got used to it in eight months. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's Hickman's fault. I don't know if that's Brevard's fault. I don't know if that's the rest of the writing team or if they lost sight of it or they just said, ah, we changed our mind. <laughs> just whatever. You can just pretend like you make up your own story. Right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I don't know. But uh, this series, like, if I can, in my mind, isolate this series from the rest of what's going on, like, uh, I, I, it's fantastic. It's the highlight of my month when it comes out. What do you mean from the rest of what's going on? Well, you say that other books need to be bumped back when this is late. That's probably true, but I have yet to see something that truly impacts this main storyline in any of the tie-ins. Like, you're going to spoil the tie-ins. Oh, yeah. But you're not... I don't think that going ahead and publishing the tie-ins if the proper book is late in this case I don't see how I could spoil the proper book no not the proper book but like you know um, Doctor Strange he just dispersed everyone you know uh, right so those people are going to appear somewhere in some books you know so if the, the side titles came out first before secret wars 4 it would ruin it like what do you mean thanos just showed up in giant size avengers versus x-men you know why why is star lord all of a sudden on a force you know that kind of stuff wouldn't make sense okay so then let me ask you this let me ask you this let me try and find a hole that i can go after and... <laughs> that's not what i'm trying to do i'm trying to understand do you think that when we see all these other characters and these other uh, these other books, like the Thanos from the Infinity Gauntlet, is that the Thanos that got dispersed? I don't know because we haven't seen him yet, has he? He hasn't appeared. Oh, I guess he did appear on the last page of issue two. I think he was in issue one, wasn't he? Looking from a building or something? Is that what he was doing? I don't know. I don't like that book. Um, <laughs> I I know. Well, no, I want to say that that. In Secret Wars 4, because I reread it again today before the podcast, there's some sort of line that they say that Doom is like, you know, what are the, something along the lines of, you know, what are these people from, who are these people, where, where are they going on, or whatever. And there's some sort of line about there are other versions of these characters in Battle World. Right. Yeah. I, I, I was listening to a different podcast, and they were like, why in the world should I care about any of these characters if there's other other duplicates of them running around? Like, oh, they died, so what? There's another one over here we can use. But they're so different. They're, they might be the same character, but who they are. I mean, Old Man Logan, you can't say is the same Wolverine as Days of Future Past. And days of Years... Days of Future... Years of Future Past. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I mean, Spider-Man is the same out there, it seems like. and it, it, They are not the same character, but if there's so many of them, then, and if they're into redefining all the characters anyway, then 
who do I? Why do I care who survives if they're going to change the one I love anyway? Well, this I think Secret Wars for me has just been basically, it's just been Age of Apocalypse all over again. It's been, How so? Ben is that you know when the X titles got canceled in 1995, and all the books were relaunched as four issue miniseries within a book. You know, X Men Omega and X Men Alpha. You know, as the book ends, you know you could read them if you wanted to, and you could not read them if you didn't want to. And either way, it was going to be okay because the stories happened; they mattered. But if you didn't read them, you were still going to be okay. You were still going to know what's going on in the Marvel universe. Yeah, and that's to me that's exactly what this is. And that's what I had hoped it was going to be all along. So I'm I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... All that to say, I'm very happy. Well, I th- I can remember us talking on other episodes of the M6P that you know I I can remember saying I really hope this is like Age of Apocalypse that these are short books that ultimately everything will for the most part go back to normal but with some changes and. Then I can also remember on other podcasts saying, "Holy cow, they're going to destroy the Marvel Universe! It's fire and brimstone. What are we're going to have to rename the M6P? What you know that kind of stuff?" And uh, just even you know, I know we'll talk about the solicitations later. Are you drunk tonight? What's going on? <laughs> it just shows that yeah, all the books are four to five issues long, and then they'll be over, and you had a good read for four or five issues. And then we're going to go back to this Marvel Universe with bits and pieces from Battleworld. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Let's look at these tie-ins. Um, now, you categorized I, yours. What I did. What I did. They? Um, let's go with still holding my interest. Uh, category two is, eh, I'm kind of interested, but not at the top of my list. Category three is I am losing interest in these books. And category four is I ha- I haven't read them or couldn't get through them. Oh, okay. But I couldn't I, – I didn't put everything on here, just the ones that stuck out to me. So I will right off the bat say that I finally understand where you're coming from with the ser- – the like what I called the what-if series. Okay. Um, how you really enjoy Inferno or um, Extinction Agenda or um, Days of Future Past or Years of Future Past. Um, I don't know if you're still enjoying them, but I finally understand what you mean when I read Civil War number one. Gotcha. I was like, this book is so good. (laughs) I could read this book even if the M6P, I mean, even if the 616 passes away, I am very interested in this universe. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I I need to know who killed this person. Have you read it? Oh, yeah. What did you think? I loved it. It was great. What What, what is happening if we're if we're agreeing on this? We agreed on Secret Wars. We're agreeing on the Civil, Civil War. Well, the thing is, and I've told Jennifer this for 12 years. I'm always right. It just takes people a little while to come around. 
I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's been, you know. After eighty, what is this eighty-four episode eighty-four? Yes. We're we're coming around. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Civil War number, Civil War is holding my attention. Uh, renew Renew Your Vows is holding my attention, even though it's slot. I really, I the the writing doesn't seem to be as bad. I don't know if it's because he's telling a smaller story or or what it is, but or maybe it's because it's not my Spider Man, and so I'm okay with him writing. <laughs> How terrible is that? But I'm, I'm liking that one. I'm still very into Marvel Zombies. I think that's one of the best ones out there. Um, Old Man Logan, I think that's fantastic. Red Skull, I I dug that. Um, Siege number one, I really dug that, and I was even considering not even giving it a chance. I was like, ah, I don't really care about this at all. But I really like that one. Um, Thor's, yeah. Uh, the murder mystery. And then actually Moon Knight, which is not a Secret Wars book, that has been consistently really good. But it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Colin Bunn, I think, is on that book now, and he's he's doing great. Right. Way better than Brian Wood. Colin Bunn is an excellent writer, and I think he's just been, hadn't been given anything good for a while, and then he got Magneto, and he got Moon Knight. And well, he, he had Venom, and and he's going to be doing Uncanny X Men. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's going to—they're kind of graduating him up a little bit. I, I'm excited about that. And then when um, you said Brian Wood, you know, Brian Wood is really just hit or miss. I, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, he's he's critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, but his X Men stuff, I really just did not like, and his Moon Knight stuff, I didn't like. Well, you know, when he started writing. X-Men. You know, remember when X-Men got relaunched as that vampire title? Yeah, Gishler's book. Yeah, and then uh, by like issue 30 or whatever, Brian Wood took over and it yes. was Storm's little extinction team and her and Cyclops were going back and forth. Yes. That that was just gold. Those I see I did not I didn't enjoy that at all. Holy cow. Those 10 issues had more character development than the, the X-Men have had in the last like 10 years. It was just gold. And then he started off really good when X-Men was relaunched as the female series. But then Battle of the Atom hit, and it was like he just couldn't get his stride again. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So there's some stuff that's just like hit and miss and hit. And, and, you know, that's really like with everything. You know, with your job, there's projects you do, and I'm sure you do, that you're like, this is a really good project, and this project I didn't really do that good at. So it's not any different than anybody else in the real world. Sure. This is just yeah. their job is a little more public than all of ours. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I think you're right. You're right. There we go. <laughs> all right. Did you have a category of still holding my interest? Well, what I did is I took all the all the Secret Wars books and I put them all into different, all into okay. different categories. Okay. But um, I think probably for the biggest ones, Thor's. And Inferno, and um, I really like Age of Apocalypse. Okay, how was that? I haven't read that one. That that number one. I enjoyed what? it. I liked it. It was it. It's not Joe Madureira. Yeah, but it's somebody that draws similar to him. Okay, so it kind of has that feel. 
it's got characters from the original Age of Apocalypse that weren't really that popular, but they're in this, which was cool because Fabian Nicieza is writing it. No, I did see that, and I do like him. Well, he's the one that him and Scott Lobdell put the Age of Apocalypse universe together. Right. So it was, it's kind of good to have the, the old school people back. Uh, I know you don't really care for it, but I love Giant Size Little Marvel. Well, wait, well, would I like Age of Apocalypse in your honest opinion? Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't. I, well, if I didn't like Extinction Agenda and I don't like Inferno, would I like... They're different. They're very. I think they're very different. I think okay. Extinction... I mean, Extinction Agenda has kind of moved to my middle group. Kind of okay. the, eh. Um, and Inferno, I can see what you wouldn't enjoy about it, but because of the continuity, um, I'm just like in love with it. Right. But I think okay. you would like Age of Apocalypse. Okay, I'll, I'll try to have to get. I'll have to try to give that a try. And I still haven't gotten to read the little giant size because I'm like, they're they're kids. I can't. I can't. They're little babies. I can't read this. Have you Have you read any of the issues? No, like the Secret War ones. Yeah, the giant size little Marvel. No, uh. Uh-uh. Aren't, aren't there just two of them? They're so funny. <laughs> that's what's awesome they're just they make you laugh at the stuff that they're doing okay so that's why I'm saying like just give it a try if you want to laugh a little bit I who laughing's overrated huh <laughs> you, uh, you can enjoy your comics <laughs> <laughs> but like if it doesn't add if it's not real then why am I wasting time with it what do you mean if it's not real if it's not really going on like there, there's a, a battle domain, you know. there's a battle world domain with a bunch of tree houses that they just they get into romps well did you read A-Force yeah in A-Force in the, the portal in the water yeah I saw that exactly yeah. Yeah. okay well I like your logic I like your argument alright what else <laughs> is on your on your uh, list uh, I like Old Man Logan a lot, and I like X Men '92. Oh, that's no. <laughs> it's the, it's purely the nostalgia. Gotcha. Not like it's it's not like it's written by Shakespeare or something, you know. <laughs> it's not Shakespeare. But the thing is, if if you read it and you were a '90s kid. You pick up on so many little things that they include there that you wouldn't even think of. Okay. Like on uh, <clears throat> on the X Men ninety two number three, the variant cover is all the the um, action figures. The Toy Biz mm-hmm. action figures are attacking Rogan Gambit, and it says all of their little special, you know, Phoenix with light up fire and Gambit with k- leg kicking action. Like those <laughs> were the exact wordage on the the action figure box boxes in yeah. the 90s like that kind of stuff is just blows my mind <laughs> <laughs> and and you know another one that surprised me is um adelon rising yeah i've really liked that i i that's in my losing interest category <laughs> losing interest very quickly like i've i'm trying to hold on to that one because i know it actually has something to do with the rest of the the universe and the proper title but it's like i don't care about these characters at all 
I mean, I would say that the last issue wasn't as good as the first. I think the first one was the best. Um, I think a lot, a lot of these Secret Wars titles, the first issues have been the best. And then by issue two, I'm like, oh, well, that's a lot different than the first one. And then by issue three, I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? What else you got? Uh, I like Future Imperfect. I like Planet Hulk, Years of Future Past. Um, I I'm like the Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies and Renew Your Vows. And then, Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies was it's it it is tough to get into. I don't know if it's the art or what. Like I want to like it, but it is it's very difficult. I think it's the art. Okay. All right. And then I was really surprised by this one. But I liked Star Lord and Kitty Pride. Oh, I have not read that one yet. I was I'm oh. looking forward to it. Okay. Well I will say no more. Um did you read eighteen seventy two? I didn't. I've got it, but it's kind of those, once I finish everything, then I'll read it. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I tried to read E for Extinction, E is for Extinction, and the art is just so, like, gross. <laughs> like, I just, I couldn't do it, man. I was on the plane. And I was reading it. I had to put it away because the art is gross and uh, the White Queen, you know, Emma Frost is in her and her, like, little muffin top is hanging out all over. And I was like, I can't read this going to a mission trip with, with youth sitting next to me. <laughs> so I just never went back to it. I was just like, this is gross. And, like, I don't like the age of when they had, like, everybody was a mutant anyway. So... I mean, and I was interested in that, but then I was like, ah, no. The artist is, he's trying to look like Frank quietly so much that he's overdoing it and it doesn't look like his artwork. It looks like Frank quietly with everyone getting the mumps. (laughs) It's like everyone has chicken pox or something. Just don't, just don't try, like do your own style, buddy. Don't try. Yeah. Whatever happened to Frank Whitley? Where is he? What is he doing? He does some independent stuff. He still does a lot of stuff with Grant Morrison. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He was on. He was doing some Mark Millar like Jupiter stuff, right? Uh, it, it was it Marvel. <laughs> no. Some of it was Icon. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, what was the last one you said? said oh, Kitty Pride, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have the category of losing interest. These are the ones that I was interested in, and I was like, yeah, I could stick with this, but now I'm I'm not so sure. So are they kind of your middle ground books then? Um, actually, actually, no. My middle ground books are the ones that are like, okay, well, I could, I could, if I get time, I'll definitely read these. Spider Island number one was surprisingly good. I thought it was interesting. Um, I I guess I tend to be with go with a lot of these books where like two opposing forces trying to beat each other like that's what i'm seeing here because future imperfect planet hulk uh squadron supreme i'll give another chance to it seems like i should care about this book but it's like yeah there's a lot of politics which i like that but you know i i'm very interested to see what is going on with the carol Corps. um I don't like the characters, but I want to know what's happening in the story. And so those are my kind of meh 
So those five. Spider Island, Carol Corps, Squadron Sinister, uh, Future Imperfect, and Planet Hulk. Well, now, are you ranking all the books or just, like, your five or six for each category? These were the ones that came to mind that okay. when I looked through um, – I don't know if it's all of them. When I looked through my list of what had come out over the previous month or two, these were, I, I started putting them in categories. So I don't think I hit them all because um, the ones that I told you I'm not reading this are not on this list. Like Extinction Agenda, Inferno, Ghost Racers, they're not on this list because we already said that we're, we're not going to go back to them. <laughs> um, the ones I'm losing interest in are Spider-Verse yeah. um, I'm finding these more difficult to read as time goes on Spider-Verse, A-Force um, even though I am interested in the portal thing it's just that that's a hard book to read well, uh, the, a- time, the delay in releasing them has really kind of killed the momentum it had oh that might be true yeah Maybe if they came out quicker in succession, you know. Yeah. Um, Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet. I'm having a hard time caring. Exactly. It's awful. I do like the art, though, but it's just... Um, Ultimate End. Ultimate End. I've read Ultimate books for years. And I'm like, why do I care about this? Why Why should I care about this? It has nothing to do... None of these characters are real. They're not real characters. All the real characters are in Secret Wars. <laughs> well, this is a spot on Battle World. No, it, it makes no sense because if they all think that Doom is God, then it's not really the Ultimate Universe. And if some of these characters are duplicate, then which one is from the 616? It doesn't make any sense, what? and it hurts me. Bendis said that it will be revealed. I, I I hope that you're right. Yes. I hope he's not lying. I hope that you are right yet again. Uh, Inhumans, Atalon Rising, <laughs> um, Years of Future Past. I I read the first two issues or the first one and a half, and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't. <laughs> do this i don't care who wolverine's kid is and if he likes kitty pride or kitty pride's kid i don't even know uh x-men 92 are you reading it digitally or or the i was okay i was reading it digitally because it's so far it's like on issue they're coming out with issue six digitally yes yeah um and where monsters dwell like have you read this book I read issue one. It's like, it's it. I know this is like on the nose, but it's like a Marvel Max book. <laughs> like the tone of it. Now it doesn't have a whole lot of like, a Marvel Max had had nudity and stuff, but it doesn't have nudity. But it might as well have nudity and like the what they allude to and the jokes they use and like. This last issue, like, they were talking about, like, cutting off body parts and stuff as a punishment, but, like, they were saying it as a joke, and it's like, I don't know. They were, they must have just said, all right, Garth, we got an opportunity for you here. Uh, it has nothing to do with over here, but the timing's right, so we'll just throw it in here. Yeah, it's like, do you weird. want to create our own series in the Marvel Universe? Here you go. Right, exactly, yeah, and it's like, why, why would we want this? 
Um, another one that's not on the list, Weird World. Uh, the reason I didn't put it on the list is because I haven't read issue two yet. I'm still going to read issue two because I like Morgan Le Fay. Um, but I don't know if it's still going to hold my interest. Well, I hope it does because it's going to be in the 616. I like the art. The art's pretty. Really? I, I find it hard to follow. It It is a little hard to follow. It, it's it, To me, it's more of an artsy book. Um, yeah, I like feel like I'm not ones. smart enough. <laughs> like, that, that, <laughs> I don't, that, don't think that's it. The art is so creative. Like, it's a whole nother level. <laughs> what were the what, what's uh, what's the rest of your list? Uh, my middle ground books, the ones that I'm kind of okay, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna cry if I don't read it the day it comes out. Um, Modok Assassin. Korvac Saga. All- now, you said that that was really good, the Modoc Assassin. Yeah, it was, but then the second issue was just kind of, oh, okay. Yeah. Because now Angela's in it. I don't like Angela at all. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't like her character. Yeah. Um, Ultimate End and Squadron Sinister. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1602. Red Skull. I, t- I totally forgot about that 1602 yeah. book. You, it's easy. It's easy to do. <laughs> now, Siege, I was kind of looking forward to it. Then when I read it, it is Game of Thrones, but with Marvel <laughs> characters. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I've seen it. I've, I've seen it? What? Do you watch it? I saw the first three episodes and I was like, this is a part of my life I can't commit to, to this. What I mean in in Game of Thrones, there's a giant, giant wall that keeps out these. They're called. Oh, white, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's huge. It's a hundred stories high or whatever. It keeps out the White Walkers, which are would be in Marvel. You know, the zombies or the the Annihilation Wave or the Ultrons. And there's a group of people tasked to defend the wall. And then yeah. I picked up Siege, and I'm like. What? Where's Jon Snow? Where? What the heck? <laughs> this is not... So I just felt like it, even though Kieran Gillen, this is his pet, and these aren't going to be all his characters, I felt like it was kind of a rip-off. Yeah. But, I mean, Hickman set up the universe, so, I mean, if he did that, then, yeah, it kind of is a rip-off of that, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to blame anybody, but it just... Too soon, you know. Maybe wait until like Game of Thrones is off the air for ten years or something. But it's for ten years. Wait till it's off the air, you know, for ten years. <laughs> it then was, it just seems like let's just postpone this book. It just seems so blatant. I guess was the, the thing. You know, we we haven't really seen the Annihilation Wave that much, have we? Not a whole like lot. isn't isn't this the book that it's really been the most visible? Yeah, in? yeah, yeah. Um, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps. I'm intrigued with where the story's going, but the lack of Marvel characters. Yes. The art yes. kind of does it in for me. Right. You know, it, the story's good, but I really don't care about these seven airplane pilots. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> but, uh, and then Extinction, Extinction Agenda, I've moved into the middle. Yeah. Because it is, it has turned out to not be exactly what I was hoping it would be and so you're still pretty sour on um secret wars 2099 
Oh, I totally forgot to even put that one on. Yeah, the books I've dropped, that's one. Yeah. Master of Kung Fu. Oh, yeah, yeah, I dropped that one, too. Uh, Spider-Verse, Infinity yeah. Gauntlet. I, I haven't read 1872, but I put it in that pile. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's probably not even worth it. Uh. <laughs> Ghost Riders is just... No. Uh, Armor Wars. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that book. Where Monsters Dwell. Mrs. Deadpool. He is for Extinction and Weird World. Yeah. Just... Ay, ay, ay. But then... There was a... What? Oh, nothing. I was I was trying to think of, of one you had said earlier that I was like, oh, I can't remember. And then the only, the four, I guess I should put 1872 in this. So there's five I haven't read yet. 1872, okay. Hail Hydra, Guardians of Nowhere, Captain Britain and the Mighty Defenders, and Spider Island. Okay, all right. So that's that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, so let's take uh, 1872, I don't know. What, what was your second one? Hail Hydra. Okay, I read Hail Hydra. Don't give spoilers. Okay. For these four, I haven't read them yet. You don't want to know if you even should take the time? Well, I'll know that by the first... No, I don't want to know. Okay, well, I, I'll tell you I was excited to read it. <laughs> okay. Did you read all these books? What was the next one? Guardians of Nowhere. I did read that one, and I was excited to read that one, too. <laughs> about Captain Britain and the Mighty Defenders. I, there's no way I'm ever going to read that book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so not excited about that book. You have changed so much since we've done the podcast. Why? Because you used to be like, if it's a Marvel, if it's Marvel Adventures, I'm going to read it because it's from Marvel. <laughs> and now you're picking and choosing. I'm really no, it was 616. But Okay, so look... I have read so much Paul Cornell mm. crap that there's no way I will ever read that book that is all his characters. Who writes that book? I thought it was Paul Cornell. Is it? Okay, that's it I don't makes know. sense. I know Alan <laughs> Davis is drawing it. That's the other reason. <laughs> that's the other reason. Oh my goodness. They must work well together to produce crap <laughs> oh andy that's harsh they, i just don't like anything they ever put out just wait they're gonna be at gem city comic con and i'm gonna make you interview them <laughs> i mean you know oh it's just i forget his first book but that wolverine relaunch mm -hmm. was just terrible was that and the then, best there is Am I no, no 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 no. This was the one where he lost his healing factor before the um it was like, Hey, Paul and Alan, we want you to do this book, but when he dies, you know the culmination of your entire story, neither of you are gonna get to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be Charles Soule. He's our golden boy. Yeah. <laughs> and McNiven. which is was gorgeous, you know. Oh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. I thank goodness it wasn't Alan, Alan, what's the guy's name? Alan, Alan Davis. Alan Davis. Oh my goodness, this is just awful. Oh, Andy. I know he, he's talented. It's just like, for some reason, I can't read it. It takes me out of the story. John Dermeen uh, loves him. He's going to be flipping out. He's talented. No doubt about it. 
But it's kind of like um, Greg Pak, who is very talented at writing, but he like he writes a very ta- like a tight story and everything. It's just so disinteresting. Um, with and I'm not talking about Storm. I'm talking about um, Incredible Hercules. Well, no, there were a lot of you know Storm definitely waned as it went on. Yeah, what's going on with that book? Is it done? It, I mean, it's, it's not in the solicitation, so I guess it is. <laughs> All right, well, let's hit the solicitations. Do you have a bumper for this? No, okay. uh-uh. no, this is still State of the Union. I wasn't sure if I should be quiet and wait or not. <laughs> so let's hit. All right, I am very interested to know what books are coming out after this thing. So lay it on me. I don't know. Oh, well, if you would go to marvel616politics.com, you would see that we posted the solicitations, Andy. Is Did you post them on July 14th? Because I'm there right now. Bam! I sure did. No, what I did for this is I just kind of wrote some highlights from it. I didn't. I'm, I didn't write down all the new books coming out, but we can do that. Lay it on me. Let's walk through them. Well, so the whole the whole relaunch is kind of being kind of being uh, headed up with Invincible Iron Man. Uh, Bendis is going to take over and do that with art by David Marquez, and uh, Marvel has already announced that uh, the first issue has been pre-ordered two hundred thousand copies. Wow, so that's, that's a lot for nowadays. That's a lot for what? For nowadays. Uh, yeah, that's a huge. And not only that, this isn't Spider-Man, this isn't Walking Dead, this isn't Batman versus Superman. This is Iron Man. To be 200,000 copies on the first issue. Are you into this? Well, I'll definitely check it out. I tried to get into the last time Iron Man... I mean, I tried to get into Superior Iron Man... And it started out good, and then I kind of waned away. I tried to get into Iron Man when it relaunched with... Uh, Fraction? Yeah, Fraction and Greg Land, and yeah. it waned. So hopefully... I thought that was um, your your guy, uh, Salvador LaRocca. Well, who, who ever restarted it with Greg Land? Oh. And there's the problem. We keep restarting the books, and the experts can't even remember stuff now. I thought you were going to say that Greg Land is the problem. I said, oh, no, he's a nice guy. No, Greg Land isn't the problem. The problem is, how many Iron Man number ones are there now? It's, right. Oh, well, ex- goodness. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, Iron Man is kind of kicking it off. Uh, it's kind of interesting. You know, this month, well, not this month, this month of solicitations, October, um, most of the Secret Wars books are finishing up. They're ending with issues four or five. There's also a couple that are starting, which is weird. Uh, Secret Wars Agents of Atlas, number one. Uh, pretty much, <laughs> you know. Uh, Agents of Atlas, Jeff Parker. Ugh. I know it's Tom Taylor writing it, but... But then the, yeah. the rest of the Secret Wars books are going to be ending with you know, issues four and five. Uh, there's a couple others that that are still taking place in the the pre incursion you know explosion like shield is still happening Groot is still that, happening yeah shield is that a 616 book even it is it doesn't feel like it it doesn't it doesn't feel like it at all but unfortunately it is you've got Groot and you've got uh, Deadpool versus Thanos and um, a couple other like uh, Captain America White that's going to be out 
about you years. know what that's that that is crazy <laughs> that has been on the books for like 10 years yeah. they've been working on that yeah so okay well let's walk through this all right because i'm very interested so you're going to give iron man a try and i'm just going down the list of um did you put the whole list on marvel 616 politics it is okay all right, so Secret Wars number eight, of course. All right, Ms. Marvel, yes or no? Ms. Marvel number 19. No, that's another one that, you know, is still taking place in the pre-incursion world. Right, which is weird because I thought she was in her last days. Well, this will be the last issue of the last days. But then it's going to relaunch, I exactly. think, Exactly. Right? <clears throat> yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested. Um, it was an okay read. It was just, you know, I got other things to do. Uh, Secret Wars Agents of Atlas, nope. Um, Marvel Zombies number four. You still going to read that, you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was moving on to the new debut. Oh, okay. Let me let me do that then. Okay, so. <laughs> I had already covered these. I'm, I'm so sorry. That's Where right. Monsters Dwell is going to end. Uh, 1872. Civil War. I thought that was written by Bendis. That was not? Mm-mm. That was Charles Soule? Yep. Okay. Infinity Gauntlet, Weird World, Age of Apocalypse, House of M, which we haven't even seen number one to that, right? No. That'll be next month. Well, August, Captain depending a- on when this comes out. Captain America White, if their other books are any indication, it will be good. Um, Shield number 11. Are you reading Shield? No way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mark Wade's a good writer. Yeah, but no. Yeah, he's a good Groot. writer, and he's a really nice guy too. <clears throat> uh, you reading Groot at all? No, I read the Me first neither. issue, and it was it was just silly. It seems like a waste of time. So, um, Deadpool versus Thanos? Yes. Uh no. Okay. Are you Tim Seeley? No, but Tim Seeley is really the only reason I would read that. Um, he's got an interesting way of writing. All new, all different Marvel Point One. Whoa. Yeah, kind of bringing back the Point Ones and uh, just kind of going to give us little snippets of things going on in the new Marvel Universe, but there's still a couple surprises they haven't told us about. Um, Avengers Zero, written by Mark Wade. Actually, it looks like it's written by a ton of people. Yeah, each person that has their own Avengers book, whether it be Avengers Universe book, you know, like Ultimates or squadron supreme those also fall under all different avengers new avengers all that stuff uh they're gonna get to tell a couple pages about what's gonna be happening in their book kind of as a good jump on issue right that makes sense because it's a zero issue yeah um leonard kirk is on the book and he won our award and uh ryan stegman too so that's good um amazing spider-man number one Yes, the new Spider-Man with uh, having gone global and and having all this technology all over the place. Um, Not so sure about this. (laughs) When will they kick this guy off the book? (laughs) Andy, you're being harsh tonight. I just... Give me a break. Like, seriously, give us a break from him. That's... that's, It's... (laughs) I, I just don't like he's telling all these giant... You know, like when... Well, you don't know, but Batman started setting up, like, Batman all over 
right before the DC relaunch, they had Batman in, in South Africa and Batman and everywhere. It's like, okay, that's that's a little much. And that's what this is. It's like, oh, and now he's... Uh, it's just, I just want to read about Peter Parker and him having bad luck and going up against odds and and winning. That's all I want to read. And, and taking an emotional toll. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what Joe Casada was trying to do. Whether people liked One More Day or not, that's what he was trying to do is put the genie back in the bubble, in the, into the bottle. And it was in for a while, but I think it's kind of out again. Yeah, I think you're right. And and after reading this, I appreciate Brand New Day a whole lot more. Yeah. So sad. All right. Uh, Angela, Queen of Hell. Yeah, that looks like a good one for the kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, Blade number one. Yeah, it's going to be Blade's daughter with Blade. <laughs> huh. So... Um, I will, I see that there's going to be a hip-hop variant. Wow. Yeah, there's, uh, what Marvel did, they kind of got a lot of flack, but Axel Alonso is a huge hip-hop fan, and all the covers are going to have hip-hop var- hip-hop album variants um, of various huh. different hip-hop artists, but with Marvel characters on the album covers. Why did they get flack? Uh, they said that it was a lot of racial stuff that they said that uh, Marvel was misappropriating um, the hip hop culture. Huh. It was to me, it was unfounded because that it wasn't coming from a, a place of of not understanding culture. It was that Axel Alonso is a hip hop dude, and he's the editor in chief, and he makes the decisions, and he wanted to see his favorite characters drawn on covers of hip-hop albums well there you go that's all it was like people have got to just stop waking up every morning and saying what do i be offended about today (laughs) i got into a conversation today with some lady who man she was just irrational and i would she was like well i i i want i would kill that guy and i'm like what what exactly is the issue here? You like, are do you feel bad because of this, or do, is it illegal, or like what part of it's illegal, or is it morally wrong? Because there's plenty of morally wrong stuff out there that you aren't mad at. Like, just you know, are you talking about somebody's... Cecil the Lion? Yeah. yeah, I just found out about this today, right? Yeah, and I don't know all the facts or anything, but she. She was like, I I'll, I want to hunt that guy down. And I was like, because he killed the lion? Or because of the value that those people put on the lion? And now they're sad? Like, are you sympathetic? Or is it because you are mad that somebody broke the law? And which part of the law? Or are you just like... Like, are you are you mad when somebody dies in a car crash? Are you mad when somebody... Like, what do you... I don't understand why this is making you angry. Yeah. It's just weird. It is a very... It's so crazy because it's dominating the news, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, yeah. I just don't... I don't get it. And, I like, she kind of ridiculed me for not even knowing about it. And I was like, well... I mean, how how would I know about it? 
I mean, she didn't know that they found the decomposing body of a guy in a car who the person who they have the lead claims that he's half alien, you know? Like, that's kind of weird. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like we could get off on a tangent on this, but just ask those same people that are so upset about this lion how they feel about Planned Parenthood and all those videos that have come out this week. Right, yeah. They're just not enraged about a human life being born and literally killed on video and they're showing this and saying it's okay and they're 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 not enraged about this but they're upset about an, a lion in Africa that was shot like where are your priorities yeah and well i just i just don't understand like even if you say okay well you take that that controversial abortion out of it um what about the murder of a person like ah somebody else got shot in detroit today like well he's not a lion so does he not count like yeah people are like i don't i don't get it being well yeah yeah i thought like the the only the only argument i guess i could i could understand like the logic of is if they said, well, I am angry because of the value that the people placed on the lion, and now they are sad, and so I'm outraged because this person caused so much sadness to those people. Okay, I can understand that. But then my next argument would be, so these people that get murdered, no one cares about them, so their life doesn't matter. Like, you measure how you how much you care by the popular vote of how much other people care about that same subject matter? Exactly. It's... Or really what the media tells you to care about. That's the issue. <laughs> That's the problem right there. That's the problem. Like, if I went in there and been like, I can't believe Dan Slott's doing this. <laughs> right? Yeah. They'd be like, why are you mad about this? It's I, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. Like, well, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's, just, that's stupid. Okay. Oh, uh, let's get back to this. I'm sorry. This is the politics portion. Then. <laughs> Again, uh, astonishing Ant Man. You gonna read that? I'll give it a try. You know, I I really like Nick Spencer. I think he's very talented, and for some, I think that he the type of books he's really good at. He doesn't need um, it. They're not ever gonna be, you know, like uh, build at the top. Mm-hmm. What about Contest of Champions? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I really, really like Maestro. And Maestro's going to be running the show with these various characters that are going to be battling each other. And I hope it's really good. (laughs) I can't see how it could be. Well, if they focus less on the battles and more on some kind of silly (laughs) storyline. Well, that's what it's going to be. I mean, they're going to... it either has to be like a team-up book where it's just new people battling all the time and it's like people like Al Ewing saying, hey, I wonder who could win in this or this. Or, it, and people are going to get bored of that, um, or it's going to be like, oh, while they're battling, they're plotting to overthrow Maestro and then that plot is going to take over the whole book. Yeah, it could be. So. I just don't like the idea of having Battle Realm around after Secret Wars. Yeah. So, 
Um, so I probably will not read that. Doctor Strange. Yeah, what do you, what do you think about Doctor Strange with the big axe? I, I think that Jason Aaron is the perfect person to write this book. Either that or Colin Bunn. Okay. So I'm, I'm on board. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be good. With Chris Bacallo on art, I think he makes sense. I don't necessarily like his art. Um, he's very talented, but it's very difficult to read. But this makes way more sense than him being on an X Men book or the what was it? What was he on? X Men and Wolverine. Oh yeah, or Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah. So, I mean, think of the weird stuff you could do in, you know, the, what is it called? I lost it. Not Limbo. Astral Um, Plane? Yes, the Astral Plane. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be weird. (laughs) I'm down with that. Jason Aaron is very creative when it comes to those things. Um... We have Extraordinary X-Men by Jeff Lemire and Umberto Ramos. I think this will be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Except the rumored premise is, like, I don't know if you've seen the cover, but the cover, there's some sort of green fog all around the X-Men. Uh-oh, is that... And it says that Storm has to pull together the team to ensure her race's survival. So does that mean Terragenesis? The rumor... Is, and it's just the rumor that okay. the Terra Genesis cloud, when it hits mutants, it kills them now, and oh. so that the X Men are going to have to pick up and live off world. Oh, that's the rumor. You know, I actually would be okay with that because I have faith that they're gonna bring them back eventually. Except the Terra Genesis the. Terra, the cloud, has... (laughs) (laughs) The mist have hit mutants before and they've not died. That's, yeah. Why all of a sudden now? I don't know. And seriously, like, can you just get along with Fox enough to keep the X-Men in the Marvel Universe? Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy number one by Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, did you see, uh... You see who's leading the team now? Kitty Pride? Did you see her code name now? I heard that Star Lady. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Do you think it's cool? No. Oh, okay. What? I was going to say no. It's <laughs> what? <laughs> well, she's no. you know marrying Star Lord, so she must be Star Lady. Oh. She had a code name, Shadowcat. Yes. My I just no. <laughs> you know and Ben Grimm uh this I'll read it because it's Bendis, but I'll I'll spoil it for you. The Guardians of Nowhere, I it was it went nowhere. Gotcha. So I was like, What? Now now uh where's where's uh Star Lord? Where's Star Lord? Peter Quill is the emperor now of Spartax, so he can't be in this book. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. All right. What if Infinity, Thanos? What if Infinity and Humans? What if Infinity Avengers? What if Infinity and Guardians of the Galaxy? What if Infinity Dark Reign? 
any of those? Oh, yeah, I'm going to read all of those. Are you serious? I love What If. Oh, this, it's so dumb. It's like, hey, this didn't make it in there. Hey, it's... You shut up. <laughs> you, you, you shut up. All right, Howling Commando of S.H.I.E.L.D., number one. No. What do you think? <laughs> okay. Hidden deep beneath Area 13 lies the clandestine headquarters of Stake, a top-secret division of S.H.I.E.L.D. housing aliens, mythical beasts, and all manner of extra-normal entities. Nope. Under the command of legendary soldier Dum Dum Dugan, who, he was a life model decoy, right? Yep. These monsters step out of the shadows and defend the world against supernatural threats too dangerous for normal men. As the all-new, all-different Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sounds terrible. All right. <laughs> Karnak, number one. Yeah, this was kind of a surprise, but I'm, I'm going to pick this up. Um, it's Warren Ellis, and um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. Now Warren Ellis is only going to be on the book <laughs> six for six issues, issues if if that. But, try. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Uh, New Avengers by Al Ewing. Yeah, this is taking the stuff that Hickman established with Sunspot and what he was doing with the Aim, and uh, kind of giving it its own title. So, yeah. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. Al Ewing, uh, he, he's not bad, but he hasn't caught my attention, you know? Well, to me, just the premise is not doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like Songbird okay. a lot, though, so we'll see. Is that Screaming Mimi? Yes. Look at you, knowing Marvel stuff. Hey, no, I beat you in that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson, number one and two by Nick Spencer and Dave, Daniel Acuna. Looks like Sam Wilson is still Captain America after Battle World. It's... You know, I'm uh, Nick, Spe- Nick Spencer is good, so I'll definitely give it a read. And then Spider Gwen, who just had a number one about four months ago, has another number one. <sighs> Restarting. Are you going to read this? I've not read the first Spider-Gwen stuff. I really didn't think she was going to catch on. And I don't... I I feel like this is kind of like the media. Like, is she popular because Marvel's telling me she is? Or is she popular because people really do like her? The... It was an interesting book. Um, it had interesting art. It wasn't bad, but it just... I couldn't care about it because it had no bearing on anything. Um, but it it looks like this isn't going to be in the new six one six, right? It says it's going to be on Earth sixty five, right? So me, that means that we're going to go back after Secret Wars to multiple Earths. <laughs> Makes you wonder. Yeah, it does. All right, uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Uh, Peter David got his book back, so that's good. Uh, he's got a new costume, so I'll try it out. What about you? It says he's got a job at Parker Industries. Yeah, it says he's going to be going back and forth between 2099 and the current time. I will not be reading this. No? No. What? I I can't get into it. I mean, there's a better chance of me reading Spider-Gwen. Well, this next one, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. I'm going to order like 10 copies. (laughs) 
I I'm surprised you don't like it because of the the giant AVX thing. It has nothing to do with AVX. I know, but it's a comedy book. Yeah, but it takes place in the six one six, and it's not supposed to. Okay. It's just it's Squirrel Girl. I know. I like Squirrel Girl when Bendis is writing. Oh gosh. All right. What about Uncanny Avengers? By Gary Dugan, Jerry Dugan. I, I don't know. I mean, it just—it seems like this concept has kind of been played out. Like we're we're gonna try and unite various characters. This doesn't look like the Avengers at all, and not an yeah. Avengers group I want to read about. It's it just seems like random characters. Like they've got this dartboard and they just throw darts, and whichever eight darts go in the characters, they're on the Avengers. Yeah. Deadpool yeah. should not you know, be on the Avengers. You know when they launched Secret Avengers and we were all like, well, who's on the team? What is, does it make sense and whatever? Like, at least they had reasons and stuff, you know? Yeah. This is, you know. And so how are Rogue, how's Rogue, will she get to stay on Earth with the mists, you know? I'm just happy that Remender's not writing this book. He's taking a break. That's what it looks like. We're going to talk about that in a second. Oh. Um, okay, Uncanny and Humans. Charles Soule and McNiven and Peterson. All right, so. What, what do you think? Well, I want to know what happens that Beast decides to join the Inhumans. Right. Like, are they going to reclassify him or what? Yeah. And then the solicit says something so big happened between the Inhumans and the X-Men. What happened? Is it the is it that your mist is killing my friends? <laughs> and Beast is now on the side of the... And Human Torch. Yeah. Who's now making out with Medusa. <laughs> um there's there were What? You gonna read it? Um yeah, I like Soul, I like McNiven, um I like Black Bolt, but you know, it just I'll start out. I'll give it a try and I'll see how much I can do. But I just, these, these characters, I can't, I don't know. If I can't do a Tillin Rising, then this isn't going to work either, you know? I mean, Marvel's pushing this, though. If they're putting McNiven on it. Yeah. You know, he doesn't just true. draw whatever. He draws <laughs> what Marvel wants to sell. Now, the we didn't have on this list all new X-Men, right? And we didn't have, isn't, um... Colin Bunn, he's doing an X Men. Yeah, the right? Old Man Logan, and those, the rest of them, the number ones will launch in November. Oh, okay, so they're the next solicitation. Okay. I think there's 42 books, or there's 46 books, or something like that on the publishing roster. I, off the top of my head, I'm not sure how many. So we'll have to see about this. And do you know what is conspicuously missing from this lineup that hurts my heart? What hurts your heart? What is Hickman going to be writing? Mm. Good question. I mean, I know this is... Like, he's only been on one book for a while now, and... That means in October, when Secret Wars finishes up, he doesn't have another book, <laughs> or what? Is he is he taking a break from Marvel after three years, and, and he might come back later? Or, I mean, well, I mean, he's been doing a lot. He might 
he he deserves a rest. Yeah. I don't know. I I noticed that a, a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh my goodness, what if he's not? What if he's not writing for Marvel? <laughs> I don't know. It'll be okay. I'm I'm having having a fit. Now. I know you are. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I don't have anything else. Did you have anything else? Um, I just had a couple news items. If you wanted to hit those All right, up, let's, yeah, let's hit them. Do uh, it. What's the news, man? Just yesterday, Hercules' title was announced. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that sounds awful. Some promotional art, but no announcement has been revealed yet of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh no! <laughs> Moon Girl isn't that isn't that a cosmic character? Isn't that didn't we see her in uh, Annihilation? Oh, it could be her. Because it used to be Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur. Oh, okay. So again, Marvel's just changing the sex, gender, sexual orientation, or ethnicity of a character and making themselves... And calling it new! Woohoo! For real. It's ridiculous. For reals. Channing Tatum is off of Gambit. Oh, really? As of... It's not 100%, but every website is reporting that he's unhappy with the deal he was given, and he'll be leaving Gambit, and if he does, he'll be taking his producing team with him. So that means that there's an opening for you. I would say you, because they're filming in Louisiana. Well, that makes sense. Gambit, New Orleans. Yeah, they're starting filming next month. Well, they thought. They were. Well, no, they're starting to look for another campus. <laughs> hey, put in a good word for me. Uh, Netflix announced that they'll probably be doing a Marvel television series every six months. That sounds fantastic. Yes, which has really been bumped up from the once a year. Uh, Jessica Jones is scheduled to debut around October of 2015, and then Daredevil Season 2 in April of 2016. Followed mm. by Luke Cage, then Iron Fist, and culminating in the Defenders. There's also rumors that <clears throat> Thunderbolts may be coming to Netflix. And the CEO of Netflix has stated that other characters from these shows could possibly spin off into their own shows like Elektra or Punisher. Huh. Uh, hmm. What do you know about that? So there could be just a whole Marvel channel, which would be I'm down. wild. That'd be so cool. That would be really cool. Um, pictures from the set of X-Men Apocalypse have been released, with many fans saying Apocalypse looks like Ivan Ooze from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Dude, I said that the other day. My buddy showed me a picture. I was like, dude, he looks... I never saw the movie, but he looks like <laughs> the bad guy from uh, the Power Rangers movie. Yeah, people are pretty disappointed, but they are very thrilled with Psylocke's costume. as uh, She looks just like the comic book counterpart huh and storm's got a mohawk oh good and then my last piece was going to be that kitty pride will be called star lady yeah yeah what is marvel doing (laughs) oh marvel trying to be all pc you know when like well i don't even know if it's that but it's it's you know I've always said that there's the illusion of change and nothing ever really changes. I might 
have to eat those words because this I mean this is these are big changes. Yeah, I'm hoping that in ten years we'll look back on this and laugh. <laughs> Do you remember what Remember the good old days when Casada was there? No, I mean in ten years, you know, in two thousand twenty five we're like, huh, that was so silly when Thor was a girl. Yeah. That was crazy. When all of your he- when Amadeus Cho was Hulk, that's just crazy. What? Don't say that. What? Yeah, Hulk is not going to be Bruce Banner. What? Yeah, dude. Everybody, all the the main six, except for, I guess, Tony Stark, are not their counterparts. Huh. Yeah, Hulk is going to be someone else. And from the, the promo images, the face is blackened out and his hand is blackened out. But it looks like Amadeus Cho... Thor's a female, Jane Foster, Captain America is Falcon, Hulk is Amadeus Cho, Spider-Man is Miles Morales, and Wolverine is X-23. Wow. Giant Man is not Giant Man, (laughs) Moon Boy is Moon Girl, (laughs) like it's just Blade is now his daughter. Yeah. Huh. Wow. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> oh, it's all Hickman's fault it's, for doing this. It's just so no. diverse and multicultural. I love it. <laughs> okay, well, and with that, we are Marvel 616 Politics. <laughs> You can visit our website at marvel616politics.com. Email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Look us up on, uh, what's it called? The tweeters at 616politics. Look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Look us up on Instagram and YouTube. Our handle is marvel616politics. No spaces. And you can give us a call, leave us a message, or ask us a question at 616-755-TINA. <laughs> and, of course, we are we are sponsored by DCBS Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, the best place to get all your comics. Uh, go do your pre-orders, get up to 40, up to 70% off on, on uh, some of these books. They have clearance books. They're like, I've seen them like 80% off. It's fantastic. Go there. Do it. And their sister site, InStockTrades.com. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, CRPSavings.com, a discount membership program for all of your purchases through Office Depot. Get a membership for $39, one-time payment, and you can literally save hundreds of dollars. CRPSavings.com. And lastly, we're sponsored by MichaelWebSolutions.com. For all of your SEO and marketing web page needs go to michaelwebsolutions.com and of course until next time make yours marvel 616 politics
a news story that I was reading while you were getting your stuff ready. Okay. Uh, a married couple in Florida, Tito and Amanda Watts, were arrested a few days ago for selling golden tickets to heaven to hundreds of people. They sold the tickets on the street for ninety nine ninety nine per ticket, told buyers the tickets were made from solid gold, and that each ticket reserved the buyer's spot in heaven. Simply present the ticket at the pearly gates and you're in. Tito said in his police statement, I don't care what the police say. The tickets are solid gold. And it was Jesus who gave them to me behind the KFC and said to sell them so I could go get some money to go to outer space. I met an alien named Stevie who said if I got the cash together, he'd take me and my wife on his flying saucer to his planet that's made entirely of drugs. You should arrest Jesus because he's the one that gave me the golden tickets and said to sell them. I'm willing to wear a wire and set Jesus up. (laughs) And his wife, Amanda, said in her police statement, We Uh just wanted to leave Earth to go to space and do drugs. I didn't do nothing. Tito sold the golden ticket to heaven. I just watched. Police said they confiscated over $10,000 in cash, drug paraphernalia, and a baby alligator. So, (laughs) 